Welcome to an all-new episode of Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with Storm Chaser and TV personality Chris Chittick faster than the wind in an F5 tornado. Just kidding. That actually isn't possible. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Chris, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Dude, of course. Thank you for coming on. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Uh, it's cold, really yeah. cold where I live, where I'm living right now, and uh, I got two kids sick, so it's uh, as good as it can be, right? Yeah, tis the season, right? Yeah. You're in Canada, right? I now? am, yeah. Okay. I live in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I will not try to spell that, uh, or maybe even not even <laughs> pronounce it. How cold is that? Like, compare, I know you grew up in the Midwest and here in the U.S. Uh, originally. Is that significantly colder? I'm assuming yes. Yeah. So, like, I grew up in Michigan, and like the average temperature there, you know, same as where you guys probably are in Illinois, there, like, uh, pretty similar. But up here, mm-hmm. it can be like minus 40, minus 50 degree temperatures for yep. multiple days in a row. I can't, I can't abide by that. <laughs> no good, no fun, don't like it. Yeah. Ugh, jeez. Yeah, I feel bad. I already am just over winter in Chicago. Uh, we've been here for like 15 years in the Chicago area. Grew up in Ohio, so not significantly different. Sure. Um, but yeah, there are days... I always say that, and people ask this, like, where would you live if you could live anywhere? And I always say Arizona because I do like it, but I've never actually been in the summer. So I should probably like actually do that before I commit to it. That's hot, man. (laughs) It's really hot, really hot there. But do you think it's like, here's the thing that I always say, and again, I could be wrong, but don't you think you did, they just don't go outside during the summer? Like we don't for at least half the year here. Probably, but like, uh, so for example, like I lived in Oklahoma for 10 years Yep. and like during the heart of the summer, you walk outside and it's literally like you hit a wall of heat. (laughs) You're just like, oh, like it takes your breath away. Like you're done. So I could imagine Arizona would probably be worse to be honest. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's just no wind. It's like, where do you go? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. California, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego is, but I, of course I have like, when I was there, I feel like it is, the weather is beautiful and it's like a beautiful area. No question about that. I kept, uh, I always like do this. I look for things like to just be paranoid and have anxiety about. So like, I kept noticing like the tsunami route, tsunami evacuation route signs. And I was like, is that like, is that like a common thing? Like, you know, uh, I'm sure I would have heard of it, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll just stay in Chicago ish in the suburbs the the windy city yeah yeah it's you know it's fine it's we moved here on a five-year plan and like i said we're going on 15 so (laughs) it's it's going great (laughs) um well thanks so much for coming on and doing the podcast i'll give you just a quick overview of of how it works there are three rounds uh the first round is called the fast forward round so i'll just kind of go through some things that i have read or like found about life career things like that um get to know you from that level the second round is called the five for five round uh so i have five questions prepared for you you have the opportunity to 
ask me five questions and we'll usually just go one and one, like sort of volley back and forth. And then the third round, we'll use a uh, paper fortune teller, like from elementary school days uh, <laughs> to pick an activity. And uh, after that activity, we will end with a friend request. Awesome. Any questions before we get started? No, I love it. Love awesome. it. Let's get it going. Let's roll. Let's roll. So I'll jump right into the first round. Again, this is all about just kind of you and, and information. You were born and raised in Michigan, as we said. Um, I think I read that you were from the, from Grand Rapids area, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you, was it Grand Rapids proper? Uh, so born and raised in Greenville, Michigan, which is about 45 minutes away from Grand Rapids. Okay. But then in fourth grade, the family, you know, obviously moved to Grand Rapids. So, so yeah, it was like, uh, East end of Grand Rapids, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'd say Grand Rapids proper. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, what did your parents do for, for work when you were a kid? Uh, so my dad was in the gas station business and okay. my mom was in, uh, female, uh, like clothing. Okay. Right on. I don't know what you call it exactly, but like she would yeah. work like at, uh, Victoria's Secret. Okay. That was my first job actually ever as I was a stock boy at Victoria's Secret. Wow. It was the most amazing job for a high school student yes. ever. I could tell you that. Yeah. I would probably still be working there. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> what, um, if you, if we ask your parents, uh, and you run around, what do you think are three words they would use to describe you as a kid? Uh, I would definitely have to say that they would say something like difficult, <laughs> um, fun and energetic. Difficult and fun go together way too frequently, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my dad would definitely, he wouldn't say difficult, but my mom would say difficult. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those, no, those are fun adjectives. I like that. What kind of um, extracurriculars were you involved in once you got a little older, like in uh, junior and high school, when you weren't sucking panties at Victoria's Secret? <laughs> uh, so I was big time into swimming. I swam all through like my whole life, all the way up through high school. Okay. Uh, big time swimmer and really loved golf. Like I was a big time golfer and I still am and, uh, cooking loved, loved to cook. Okay. That's, those are varied interests with, um, with golfing. Did you play like on the team and stuff or were you, did you just play like for leisure? Yeah. Just for fun. Like I worked at a golf course ever since I was like, I think it was like end of eighth grade, eighth grade summer. Like okay. all the way through high school, all the way through college. So I got free golf that yep. way, but yep. it was, it was so much fun. Did you work Best like job on the grounds? Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My brother is a golf course superintendent actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. He talks a lot about like grass types and things that I just I don't. love it, man. Yeah. I love it. His favorite is zoysia grass. I'm not sure what that is, <laughs> yeah. but it's I know. a mixture of rye and, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. This is actually the most straightforward it's ever been explained to me. So yeah, it's just rye and bluegrass. You know? <laughs> uh, he does love a good zoysia grass. Um, <laughs> <That's awesome. yeah. laughs> um, let's see. So you mentioned that you worked at the golf course, which was, we just talked on. I was going to ask you about that. After high school, you went to central Michigan and studied business. What made you pick business? Um, and like sort of what were your original plans for, you know, after college? Well, for going into school, like I had no idea. Right. But like looking up to my father and my grandfather, you know, on my dad's side, like uh, they're both like entrepreneurs into their own businesses. So I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. 
So that was like the general idea going into school. And then my freshman year, so it had been like 1998, my best friend from high school ended up going to Oklahoma university mm-hmm. to get into meteorology. And then he, he came back. We both worked at the golf course in the summertime and he was like, Hey bro. He's like, I just tried this storm chasing thing. We should go check it out. <laughs> so that's when that kind of thing started up. And like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing back then, to be honest. Right. Like it was sure. just driving around in the rain thinking that we were storm chasing. <laughs> and then like, uh, yeah, in 2000, I saw my first tornado. Okay. Going to school for business. And then I just kind of put the two together, you know, like followed a, uh, followed my business career and, and followed into, into storm chasing. Did you end up finishing school or did you, uh, leave before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I did the four year program. Okay. It's actually turned into about a six year program actually. <laughs> oh, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Took <laughs> if, a couple extra years there. I understand. Uh, <laughs> if you count all the years of paying for it, it was like a 23 year program. So, <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. When did, so how did you, you, how did you like start knowing what you were doing? I mean, obviously your buddy you mentioned is a meteorologist. If, if he's there, he, he, and going through school, he's starting to learn more and more. Um, but like, how did you start knowing what you were doing and like feeling like it was something that actually had legs versus like, this is really just awesome. We're going to go drive through the rain. Yeah. It took a couple of years, you know, like, like I said, like back in the day, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, you know, <laughs> like we thought we did, but we didn't. And, uh, got into it and got our first tornado back in 2000, like in, uh, Southeast Wyoming near Chugwater, Wyoming. And then, uh, captured film of it and then we decided to like try to sell that footage made a ton of money or back then it was a ton of money sure and i was just like okay there it is that's a business okay. you know we're gonna create a storm chasing team we're gonna capture footage we're gonna sell that footage it's gonna be a media business and then i kind of transitioned into like where we kept getting streamers and like we would sell their footage and take cuts and blah 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 and like so it turned out to be a pretty big thing but then once you know like once the cell phones came out mm-hmm. or like the smartphones that kind of killed that business sure and then the next logical step was trying to get into like the uh tv industry mm-hmm. When you say sell the footage, like you're selling it to like media, like news companies, things like that, right? To use, is that primarily the the customer or like target? Yeah, yeah. So like it would be local news, like wherever we were located, you yeah. know, say it was like central Kansas. We sell it to like the local news in that area. And then we sell it if there's nothing going on like national news wise, national news wise, like as far as like any big stories, yeah. like the tornado would become the big story. Sure. So sure. then you could sell it to like Good Morning America, MSNBC, CNN, Today Show, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, and then YouTube kind of started up back then, too. Okay, yeah. So then getting into the YouTube videos as well. Okay. Um, that's It's fascinating to me. Uh, and it's we're never without news it seems like anymore um but de- but definitely weather still plays a big part of that of that so um is this when you all started doing like tours as well and like letting people ride along with you or was that a little later down like the fir- uh, the first go round of that yeah so the tours didn't start really till like 2008 okay and then we started doing tours then and then we actually got on the discovery show uh storm chasers back in 2000 End of 2008. Yeah. 
and uh, did that for five years. And then uh, I sold that part of my business, left that team. Heading, I was actually heading back to my folks' house in Michigan when the other storm chasing team based out of Saskatchewan here gave me a call. And we're like, hey, come on up, join the team. You can crash at my house kind of thing. Yeah. And so I'd set up a job to kind of keep working with Discovery Channel after storm season. Okay. But then like second night up here in town, ended up going out for drinks and met my wife that night. And <laughs> it's been those damn Canadian girls, right? Like <laughs> just been here ever since 2013. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just happens, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fall in love and that's it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in 2008, you said you mentioned the Discovery Channel and Storm Chasers. Uh, your team name was Team Dominator, right? Named after the vehicle, the SRV Dominator? Yeah, vehicles? yeah. So it wasn't our decision to make that name. It was it Discovery's was decision. Yeah, okay. no. Like, I would never come up with the name, <laughs> The Dominator. You know, like, that's just not me. <laughs> well, the... Okay, so can we talk about the vehicle for a second? Because it's kind of like, to me, it looks like a cross between like an army tank and the Batmobile, kind of. I don't know if that's a good way of describing it to somebody that may not have seen it. Yeah, the way I would describe it would be more of like a fortified PT Cruiser. Okay. You remember those? (laughs) Oh, oh, I remember those. (laughs) Yeah, more of like a fortified PT Cruiser. But no, it was like, uh, it was a Chevy Tahoe chassis. Uh, we had these guys in Michigan, actually, they build like dirt modified race cars from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So they completely stripped out a Tahoe, you know, like gutted it. And I, I don't, I don't know anything about vehicles, so I might be the wrong person to ask, but like, I know they, <laughs> they put on like a roll, an external roll cage, like, uh, all this like different crazy kinds of steel. Mm-hmm. But like it wasn't like your normal steel is like some special steel. I don't know. I don't even know. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, so like the whole point was they want to they didn't want to have any like flat surfaces. So everything was like on a kind of an angle. Yeah. So like if there was any debris that would come in and hit that, it would just like instantly shoot off, you know, and go in the other direction. So it was like a big PT cruiser, mm-hmm. uh, bulletproof glass. It had uh, like the reinforced steel, external roll cage, and then like a bulletproof material sprayed on top of all that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had an air cannon system on the side of the vehicle, on the what, side of the Dominator. What, did, what, it, what does that do? So I, like when we got inside the tornado, we would hit a big red button in the inside of the vehicle, and it would shoot these parachute probes up inside the tornado. Oh, Wow. It was wow. like Twister, like just like Twister. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's yeah, that's, that is pretty awesome. So on the show, obviously, you know, and, and I think this, this is true for a lot of shows probably, right? Like there's a lot that gets left on the cutting room floor, let's say. How did you feel about the way that like the footage came together and like the stories that were told between you and the other teams and like, um, you know, just in general compared to like being there while everything was being logged versus like what people saw at home? Yeah, no, I thought it was good, man. Like, I thought it was well, well produced, well edited. Um, you know, of course, like, just like you said, like, right, there's so much stuff yep. that gets left on the uh, editing room floor. But like any show, you know, like, of course, you're going to have some high moments, you're going to have some low moments. But like, it was, it was, I thought it was really well put together, uh, you know, like, and it went for a long time. 
Yeah. So people obviously loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can't really complain. I thought it was really well put together, to be honest. No, that's great. That's great. Because yeah. a lot of times people... Not a lot of times, but, you know, you hear the, like, that wasn't really what happened. Like, they edited this together, you know. And, and it's less, obviously... <laughs> the the subject of your of your show was less about interpersonal drama than than a lot of other shows. Yeah. So you had that working for you, but I was just curious like kind of how that that affected, you know, the final product if at all, which it doesn't sound like it was significant. Yeah, no, they did a great job. Like uh of course there was drama. Mhm. Cuz there's three teams and there's always drama within those teams even though we're all out there for the same common goal. There was still drama, but like they did a really good job of like kind of leaving that drama off to the side, focusing on the storms, focusing on the science, focusing on the on the uh, you know the teams in general. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought it was really well done. When you're when you're like in the moments of of chasing a storm and like uh, you know <laughs> speeding into sort of danger, what like. How do you get amped up for that? Like, obviously, the adrenaline is doing it, but like, did you have like specific music that you like to lit? Like, what? I mean, I like I'm thinking of myself, and I'm I'm like old as hell, so like I don't even like driving in the rain, right? So like I'm imagining like rain, winds, lightning, hail, like all the shit. Like, how do you how do you sort of make like keep yourself focused and and keep yourself going like towards the I don't know, towards the eye of the storm, let's call it. Well, it's it's just pretty much comes down to three simple words. Kenny Loggins, danger zone. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, so no, it's like, for me, obviously, like, I go in the opposite direction. I try to calm myself down, try to relax, because, like, I'm the video guy, right? So, like, I'm trying to, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I have to get this shot. I have to get that shot. Like, there's so many different shots. I got like 15 different cameras going all at once, you know? So it's a little bit of chaotic, uh, situation going on, but like I try to calm down, try to bring it down a notch. And like, I just like focus on the storm in general, like, like what I'm looking at, like my goal, ultimate goal is what I'm seeing with my eyes. I'm going to be able to like capture that on film and then they share that out with like the world, you know, like as close to like them experiencing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it, it, even though you could shoot like 8k camera, like the best cameras out there and it still won't represent what you're seeing with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just trying to get creative, you know, like doing 3d cameras now or, uh, you know, like even interactive cameras, like, oh, you could choose this angle, you could choose this angle, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it takes. But uh, just like the ultimate goal for me is, like I said, you know, like what I'm seeing with my eyes, like what I'm feeling, I try to share that with the with the audience. Mm-hmm. So like mixing, shooting the actual tornado with like what's going on in the truck, you know, with the other guys and like they're getting amped up and like, you know, like coming up with the, the road decisions, be like, no, don't take this road, go one more mile North and then go East, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just trying to like share that with everybody. Yeah. So I, I actually try to calm myself down. No, that makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. 
that's actually probably a good thing to go over in case people like haven't. So like the breakdown of a team structure, you have like you mentioned, every like you're you're focused on the video. What like what's the sort of breakdown of roles and responsibilities amongst the people in in the car? Or yeah. So on the current team I'm on now, it's Ricky, yep. who's our driver, and he's like all all he focuses on is the driving. Uh, we have Greg, who does the photography, like mm-hmm. still shots. And then also does the navigation. Okay. And then I do like the visual looking at the storm, be like, okay, it's moving. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. We can't stop here. Go up. Like Greg's like, all right, take a right right here. I'm like, no, go another mile, take a right. You know? So it's like, I'm more of like the visual in person kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then I shoot the video as well. Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's, that's like a good divide and conquer strategy. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works. It works. Um, and like you said, this, so you were on this show for like five, like five years ish. Yeah. Um, Storm chasers was, uh, like four and a half or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to talk about tornado chasers in, in the midst. There was like the two seasons of that. Were you only on season one of that? No, I was in both. No, you were on season two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on. So the two, there were two seasons of this. Um, what was this? the sort of progression from storm chasers to tornado chasers and like sort of what were the you know differences and then i want to talk about the kickstarter campaign too a little bit yeah so uh, uh storm chasers down the states like that was run by discovery channel mm-hmm. big time bucks you know like a lot of money kind of backing that show and the thing the difference is between the u.s and canadian broadcasters is u.s owns you as talent you know, so if they're like, I need you to come to New York tomorrow to do this, like you have to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like it's part of your contract. Whereas in Canada, you're part owner of the show with the production house. So it was aired through CMT, Country Music Television, but like we were part owners of the show with the production company. And they're like, yeah, what do you think about this? What do you think about this edit? You know, like, do you like this kind of a thought or you know, like, how do you want to approach this? Like they, they really involve you mm-hmm. into like the show concept and like, you know, the marketing and all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. Uh, as talent, it's a lot better to be working with a Canadian company than it is worth working <laughs> with the U S company. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's, it's a little bit different, but like much rather work with a Canadian company than a U.S. company. Yeah, this is going to sound really stupid, um, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, (laughs) I didn't ever think about the fact that tornadoes occur in Canada. (laughs) And I don't know why. Like when I was researching for this, I'm like, of course they do, you idiot. Like (laughs) it's not like they like get to the border and stop. Um, But like I think because in the U.S., our media and uh, honestly, almost most a lot of the people that live here are so ethnocentric and just focused on us nonstop that mm-hmm. like it literally was a moment where i was like when i again like when i saw that you went north to canada and had the cmt deal and all of that i was like wait a second like there are tornadoes in canada so <laughs> stupid how did i not know that uh so i'll t- i'll take the uh, blame for that but they, that was a really dumb discovery that i made but it is funny though too like like uh even though we were doing the cmt show yep. we spent i don't know like 75 percent 
of our chasing was down in the States. Okay. Uh, so most of it is in the States, but there is, you know, like, okay. So for example, like in, in North America, we get about 13 in us, we get about 1300 tornadoes a year on mm-hmm. average. And in Canada, you probably only get about 230, 240 tornadoes, but most of it is within where I live. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and like in the States is from like March, like the hardcore part of the season is from like March through, you know, middle of June. And then it yep. transfers everything up in, in, into Canada from June, July, and part of August. Oh, so it falls actually later. Yeah. That's interesting. Which is nice. And it's, it's kind of like a lot of people say that Canada is like the promised land mm-hmm. as far as storm chasing goes. Because it's like it's light till like 1130 at night in the summer times, you know, so you could chase like literally all day long. Wow. It's just super cool. And yeah, you get northern lights involved. Yeah. You know, funny. with 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 the storms, which looks really cool. That's probably, yeah, like it sounds terrible to say gorgeous when you're talking about like something destructive, (laughs) but like I can imagine that's it really is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With (laughs) with this new team that you have, you have a new truck that's called Flash. My wife wanted me to ask, you still have the you still have Flash, right? We have two of them. Yeah. Flash one and Flash two. Okay, so my wife wanted (laughs) my wife is very curious. How much does it cost to outfit a truck like that? It's very expensive. Uh, so we're sponsored by Ford actually. So we get it Ford Canada. Okay. So we get a new truck from them every two years. But, uh, so whatever the normal price of vehicle is like a truck, which I don't even know to be honest, (laughs) but, uh, whatever that price is. And then we add, you know, like an external roll cage with like a whole compartmentalized truck bed system, you know, for all of our gear and whatnot, different tires, you know, they could, uh, like a lift kit off-road suspension kit so there's a lot that goes into it yeah and to be honest to answer your question i have no idea <laughs> all right <laughs> I have no clue yeah. ricky ricky our driver he takes care of all that stuff but i know right. a lot of it's sponsored yeah of course yeah like i don't think we pay to be honest like a single penny but okay. i think a lot of it's sponsored it's a pretty badass truck. Like I, if the stats that I pulled from it, and these may be outdated, but uh, just to give listeners at home an idea of what we're talking about, there's like 18 cameras on board. Um, you guys have driven or traveled like 360,000 kilometers. I'll have to do the conversion for us dumb <laughs> Americans. What is that in a mile? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, f- like 51 tornadoes intercepted as of this stat. 29 states visited. 11 windshields destroyed. Um, <laughs> and 750 pounds of protective coating, which is insane when you think about that. Yeah, we go through a lot of windshields. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, do you guys have safe light there? No. Oh, they're like a... <laughs> <laughs> I know where they are. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah but we don't songs. have that up okay. here. <laughs> it's like, they're probably safe out of here. Safe light repairs, safe light protects. Repairs. Yeah, and yeah, they like come and do it on, on site. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. They're actually great to work with, by the way. They're not a sponsor, but damn. It's, you know, it's a badass truck. If you haven't seen it, we'll have a link to the website uh, with this episode. You should definitely check it out. It's it's pretty badass. I do want to talk a little bit about sort of like some of the criticisms that, that I think people give, give you all um, or that I've seen scene and you can tell me if this is accurate or not but um you know basically like (laughs) like 
you're it's crazy to be like pursuing a storm taking on too many risks um you know like the fact that it's uh it's seen for like gain of financial or like status uh when it's like dangerous and putting people's lives at risk these are kind of the things i've seen tossed around um and i and i wanted to give you a chance to kind of explain because until i started looking up things about this like i don't think i realized sort of the purpose of what you're doing and like the scientific benefit and like advances that have come from it. So I'd love just for you to take listeners sort of through, Hey, we're not just doing this to be like badasses out, like driving towards a tornado. Right. Yeah. So like in the beginning, like the first time I was with, you know, back in Oklahoma, when I was on the discovery show, it was hardcore science driven, you know, like we were trying to understand like the atmosphere, like uh, the measurements of the atmosphere before the tornado, during the tornado, after the tornado, maybe down the road, be able to help predict like an earlier warning system or, mm-hmm. you know, something, even if it's like, you know, adds an extra five minutes to the lead time yeah. of a tornado warning, like that could help out significantly. Absolutely. Um, also trying to capture footage, like in high definition footage, like 4K, 8K, whatever of, uh, you know, like what's happening with the trail as it hits a building or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever that structure is. Uh, but then it, it, externally trying to work with like different engineers or building structures of, uh, you know, whatever to help build like better structures, like a frames or whatever that could withstand like, you know, like hurricane, hurricane force winds or tornadic winds. Uh, but then with the new team I'm on, it pretty much came the decision or the realization that like it's going to happen whether I'm there or not, you know, a train is going to happen if I'm there, if I'm not there, might as well document it. It's my thing, you know, like, like whatever, like people are like, Oh, you're just thrill seekers. You're out there for whatever, whatever purposes you're out there for. But like, no matter what it's going to happen. So if I'm there, I'm going to film it. And I'm going to share that with the world. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Honestly, I think, and, uh, it's something I want to shift to just slightly a little bit because I know we've been very focused on tornadoes, but I know that you also, uh, follow other sort of like extreme weather, right? Like hurricanes, or I think even like fire, like, uh, grass fires or something. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what, like what, uh, what's, I've always been fascinated by hurricanes, quite honestly, like, and it maybe is just because I grew up here, right? Like in the Midwest. But, but I always remember, I remember saying from a young age, and I don't know if this is smart because I've been, I was always terrified of tornadoes. But like with hurricanes, I was like, I want to go and experience one, which is dumb because people that, I mean, just to be like, I, I was there for it is dumb, right? Like people literally flee and try to like save their life. And here I am like as a kid, like, no, I think it'd be cool. Like that's yeah. just stupid. Yeah. But like, what are the differences between like, and obviously hurricanes spawn tornadoes and all of that. There's some interrelatedness, but like, do you have a preference? Is tornadoes your favorite? Like what's sort of some of the other experiences that you've had outside of the realm of tornadoes? Yeah. So like tornadoes are, I mean, it's, it's solid, but it's a, it's like literally, you know, say we start chasing like a storm, uh, let's say two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, maybe a storm might pop about three o'clock, but we'll be in the general area of where they're going to pop about two storm pops at three, three thirty, four o'clock. Then we're on that thing and we're chasing it till about, you know, 
nighttime, like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. That's the day, mm-hmm. you know, go grab a steak, go grab some food, wherever. Uh, but with a hurricane, it's a completely different beast. Uh, it's more of like extreme camping is the way I like to compare it to is like, you know, you get there, you're going to get there to that location, you know, uh, two days before the hurricane actually hits. So you're, you're getting set up. You get like, say the, the trick for hurricane chasing is you stay at a five, uh, five star resort because all five star resorts, the building code has to be built out of concrete. Hmm. So no matter what, I mean, like you, you could lose windows, blow windows in, whatever, but like that building is going to stand. It's mm-hmm. still going to be good to go. It's going to be fine. So you get to like a five-star resort, you get two rooms. One room is like where you're going to sleep and you stage uh, in the other room with like water, stage, cooking, whatever. Because uh, you're going to lose power. You know, you're going to lose everything. You're going to have no service, like no cell phone service. So you're going to be in there like a two days before it happens. Mm-hmm. So you want to get pre-landfall, landfall, and post-landfall is kind of the ideal shots for for the video side of things. Uh, so like pre-landfall is you want to get people like boarding up windows, like sandbagging, like whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, landfall is obviously like the hurricane coming on land. And then post landfalls, like after the hurricanes pass, like the flooding, like, you know, sometimes there's a lot of fires involved, uh, people scrambling, you know, like doing whatever they can. Uh, so you just want to tell a story pretty mm-hmm. much. But uh, yeah, it's a completely different beast. And it's, it's more of like extreme camping, yeah. <laughs> you know, as, like, as I like to say. God, uh, it sounds. It, it is fun. I well, I need to tell like twelve year old Logan though that this is not a good idea. You should stop saying that. Like there are people literally who, who want nothing but to get out, and you're like an asshole sitting in Indiana. Like, yeah, yeah I would love well, maybe, to see that. Maybe you tell twenty one year old Logan because there's a, usually a lot of drinking involved because there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of like, sitting around and waiting. You know? Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, I would that would have been great at that for about <laughs> yeah. a nice solid eleven years of my life. <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, so your website is tornadohunter.com, which is an awesome website. Um, I, I want to ask about like the tornado alley tours that you guys, uh, have done or have, you know, started doing again. And what's it like being able to sort of share this experience with people who like 12 year old Logan, who, <laughs> who thinks like, this is cool. I, but I like, obviously don't know what I'm doing. Right. So like they get to kind of come and, and live and sort of embed with you all. Like what's, what's that like for you to be the people cultivating that experience? Yeah, so for me, it's, like, super cool. Like, I I don't know what the right term is or whatever, but, like, I might be, like, a little bit desensitized towards storms and towards tornadoes now. But, like, like if I were to get you out there, for example, Mm -hmm. I would shit my pants. You know, getting you in front (laughs) of that tornado and close to it, not just, like, you're seeing it from, like, you know, five miles away. Like, I want to have you hear it, see it, smell it, and feel it kind of thing. And getting that reaction or that experience for you, that's what kind of gets me going nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how we kind of transitioned to doing tours. Uh, you know, we'll take both trucks out and we only put like two or three people per truck. Okay. So, a lot of the other tour companies out there, there is a couple other tour companies out there in North America. But they have like 15 passenger vans and you're, you're filed in, you know, and it's just like, 
you're sitting like this and like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so uncomfortable. Like I would, I would think, I don't know, but maybe it's not. Uh, but anyway, like, so with us, like this, the stick is you're part of the team, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to give you a job, whether it's, here's a camera, let me show you how to use that camera. Here's a map. Let me show you how to read that map. Here's a radar. Let me show you how to read that radar. And that's your job for the day or you know, for whatever many days we're out there. Right. Uh, so the ultimate goal is by the end of the tour, you should be able to chase all by yourself. Interesting. And be comfortable with it. Right. You know, how long, if that the makes sense. Are, yeah. They're, I mean, they're not, so people get the, they're not like a one day tour. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like eight days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty like, uh, What's the, I was going to say exhaustive. That's not the word I was looking for, though. Um, immersive. It's an immersive experience. Yes. So it's yes. not like they're like giving people two hours of training and then sending them on their way. <laughs> yeah. I don't See want people later. to think that. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad for you. Yeah. Um, no. So it's like, like say, for example, like uh, I'm actually working on the schedule right now for our 2022 tours. Okay. Because we had the borders closed the last two years, right? Oh, right. Yes. So yep. we couldn't chase it all in the U.S. the last two years, which killed me. Yeah. Uh, but we could chase in Canada, which was fine. You know, yeah. we still got some good storms and whatnot. But anyway, so we're doing the tours again starting 2022. And it's like, uh, you know, the plan as of right now is like to everyone meet in Oklahoma City. Okay. We're going to have our vehicles. Everyone pile in the vehicles. We're going to chase for eight days. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll see, maybe my wife and I, this will be our 2022 there vacation. Go. There you <laughs> go. I don't know if she'll go for it, but I'll see what I can do. I'll give you a family discount. All right. Right on. You guys heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last thing, question for you in the first round is about the El Nino's podcast. I want to, um, for people that haven't, uh, listened and, and may tune in, like, can you tell us, give us a little overview? It's, it's kind of like, um, well, I'll let you describe it. What can people expect if they listen? Yeah, so we kind of go after like, I don't know what you want to call it, like B-list, very minor A-list kind of celebrities. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's usually about an hour long. We're taking a break right now through the new year because it's, it's just very, very difficult to get guests sometimes, as I'm sure you guys know. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it's difficult. So we're taking a break up through the new year. But uh, yeah, it's like an hour long podcast. It's in three segments as well. First segment is getting to know the guest, you know, kind of doing like a slight minor interview. Second segment is usually some type of like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, like have you ever seen the show Ridiculousness? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll show like crazy, extreme kind of like weather videos, mm-hmm. and then get like the 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 guest reaction kind of thing. That's fun. Uh, those are the f- questions I have for the first round. Are you good to move into the second round, the five for yeah, five? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. So the f- second round is called five for five. It is um, named after the Arby's culinary deal of the '90s, <laughs> where you get five classic yeah. roast beef sandwiches for five dollars. Amazing. Um, love it. I love it. Um, are you a horsey sauce or Arby sauce kind of guy or both? I, I'm an Arby sauce. Uh, my wife is a horsey sauce. Um, so we're a divided household. Uh, <laughs> I used to I be a beef both. and cheddar. You, you mix them? I mix them. Interesting. 
I like the horsey sauce, but it's just never my go-to. I don't know why. I really like the Arby sauce. It's yeah. and I like the um, I like when there's like a little bit of Arby sauce left on the foil wrapper, and I'll like take the curly fry and like rake it through it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> chef's kiss. The curly fries were amazing. <laughs> they really are. I their crinkle fries are actually they just I, I don't know if Arby's is near you but um they release okay, so if, fries. if we could back this up for one second like yeah. uh kind of getting you know we don't have the right restaurants up here fast food restaurants in canada okay nothing like what we have in the states so for example culver's yeah have you read culver's oh yeah yeah oh it's phenomenal Probably i had the it best for burger. dinner last night did you <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best burger I've ever had in my life. It's a really good And we burger. don't have that up here. Yeah. Jimmy John's. Okay. Amazing sub, I think. Yeah. Personally. They're bread. And we don't get that we don't get that up here either. Wow. Uh there's an Arby's up here, but it's not in my town. Okay. You know, so it's like in Calgary, which is like four hours, five hours away. Oh. Okay. Uh I'm trying to think of some other stuff that we don't have. Uh, Papa John's good pizza place. I think their My garlic way. butter sauce. I could drink that. Yeah. I have drank that actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just feel, I just feel jaded cause we don't have the same, like I get super jealous when you guys talk about restaurants and food and stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't have that up here. And if I get so like, like my parents still live in Michigan and I'll call my folks, you know, like on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing for supper? Or, you know, doing for dinner? And they're like, oh, we're going to, uh, your dad wants to get Jimmy John's. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, we have, you know, we're number one, probably. Oh, you guys, fast yeah, food it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Sorry for the for the no. side comments there. but No, it's very, um, it's good to know. Like, I I don't travel abroad often, <laughs> but uh, but if so, I like to stick with some comfort food a lot. I'll try new things, but I also like the comfort of, like, a chain. Um, yeah. So it's good to know. Because my only time I've been to Canada, it doesn't even really count. It was Toronto. Oh, yeah. You know, I went You've for WrestleMania. Poutine? I have, yeah. Yeah, that was. Poutine's pretty killer. I was into that. Um, not gonna lie. <laughs> um, well, in this round, five for five, you get to ask me five questions. I have five questions for you. You're the guest, so I'll let you start with your first question. All right, first question coming at you would be: If you are in the electric chair <laughs> or heading to the electric chair, you have one meal. What would be your go-to meal? I would probably pick. <laughs> I would pick something from Cracker Barrel. Really? Yeah, I love Cracker Barrel. Oh um, my gosh! Well, okay, so no, I am gonna say Cracker Barrel because it, it's the closest to like my mom's cooking that I can get in a restaurant. Yeah. So like, I would get chicken and dumplings for sure. Well, so I, they used to have only on. This is so fat. They used to only offer this on Sundays, but they had a meal that was called the Sunday Homestyle Chicken. So I would get the Homestyle Chicken. I always get honey mustard on the side because I eat it. Even though it's like chicken breast, I eat it like it's a tender. I just pick that bad boy up and <laughs> dunk it right in the damn honey mustard. My sides would be hash brown casserole, dumplings, you know, basically a carb platter. Um, I would throw some green beans in there just to spice it up a little bit. And then I would uh, get cornbread muffins, no biscuits. 
That's a good. I think that's good. Uh, so I'm scarred from Cracker Barrel because my dad. So when we were kids, uh, my grandparents on both sides, they'd always go down to Florida, mm-hmm. you know, for the winter time. So we'd always drive down there for Christmas or whatever it was. And uh, my dad loved Cracker Barrel. So we'd always stop. Almost every single meal would be at a Cracker Barrel going in route from Michigan all the way down to Florida. And my dad loved it so much, he ended up buying stock in it. <laughs> and then and then like, that just like expedited the whole thing. So like literally every road trip we ever took was Cracker yeah. Barrel. Yeah. And I got way burnt out, to be honest. I'm sorry, no, but I'm okay. way burnt out on Cracker Barrel. It's okay. It's more for me. Yeah, well, exactly right. That's exactly right. You're, maybe you're not welcome on that front porch. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I would just play that little triangle game. Oh, the peg game? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, not very fun. good at that. For somebody that eats there that much, I am not that good at that game. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, I would also have a Coke with it because if it's my last meal, fuck it, I'm not having a Diet Coke. I'm going to have a real Coke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Unlimited refills, too. I want to piss all over when that chair <laughs> gets turned on. Uh, my first question for you i hope that first i have to preface by saying i might have to pick i mean this the question is i can still make it work but are you a parks and recreation fan at all i am not (laughs) okay all right so there is a scene in parks and recreation uh one of the episodes where ron swanson who is played by nick offerman um he's a very he's like a very man's man and he's very into meat And so there's a thing where he's like talking about he's starving and he has a lunch since yesterday, which is obviously kind of funny. And then one of the other guys is like, I need to take you to this place called Big Head Joe's. Sorry, I like this show way too much. Um, They have these like insane burritos. And uh, he's like, no, I don't really like ethnic food because he's in Indiana and, you know, it's Indiana. (laughs) And the guy's like, no, no, no. Trust me. They have one called the Meat Tornado that literally killed a guy last year. And so my question for you is, we never find out what's actually in the meat tornado. Ron Swanson replies, you have me at meat tornado. But like, what what would you imagine if there's a burrito called meat tornado is in there? If I take a wild guess, I would definitely say hamburger, probably uh, bacon, you know, chopped up bacon, uh, probably some type of a pork, chorizo, maybe uh, steak, chicken. Yeah, I'd say every single, you know, meat out there would be my guess. Would Pork, it, chicken, beef, hmm. kind of all sauce? combined into one. Do you think any sauce or just like, let's just let the meats marinate? Well, definitely a sauce. Definitely okay. a sauce. I would say probably not too spicy, but like spicy enough, you know, where it's mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, whoa, that's uh, got a little bit of kick in it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was just curious since you're an expert on tornadoes. Um, I was like, I d- it makes sense. I can throw I can throw him uh, maybe a little, but I want to know what he thinks a meat tornado is. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> All right, your second question for me. All right, second question for you would be, um, what is your go to TV show right now? Um, and it could be like, you know, Netflix, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. Regular cable. We just, um, we're very late to this party, but we just started last week, uh, Ted Lasso. 
um, and are on, we're in the middle of season two. So we have been watching it, you know, a lot. I'm assuming that we will finish it this weekend. Um, I've, I've liked it a lot. Uh, first season was a phenomenal. Second season was still really good, but not as good as the first season in my opinion. Uh, but it's not over yet. It could get better. I don't know. Um, I, I would say that I am a huge AP bio fan. Um, I'm not sure if you're into that, but I, I really love that show. Um, so I'm waiting for the next season of that to come out. If I'm trying to just like fall asleep or have something on for noise, um, it's usually Parks and Recreation, The Office, or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nice. Yeah. But Ted Lasso is great. I don't know. I'm sure you've probably already seen it. <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, I've not seen them all. But so we're, the wife and I were into like Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a good show. It's kind of starting a little bit slow this season, but good show still. Uh, but we're into like a lot of like, uh, Amazon shows like, uh, Hannah is one of them that we're watching right now. Um, HBO shows like Succession. Oh, I've, yeah. I've heard a lot about killer. Yeah. I think it's a great show and that's about it for us. I, this is, I don't know what, um, we say that it's probably because the real world is dramatic and sad. We like typically only watch, can get into comedies, which is weird. Um, because like we tried to watch Yellowstone actually, and, mm-hmm. and I was like having an anxiety attack, like by the end of the episode <laughs> two or something. And I was like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. <laughs> um, so it's usually comedies. Uh, I also had to stop watching Dance Moms because of anxiety, though. So, I mean, it's really, you know, <laughs> it's a yeah. real slippery slope over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're into comedies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I like, I don't know, I want like an escape and I want to be able to laugh. But like, I would love to be able to sit down and like focus. I like writing stuff like that, like that's mm-hmm. very serious. But like, I don't know why, like when I'm sitting down and like devoting the time, it's I always default to like comedy or professional wrestling. All right, so let me ask you this question. What about, like, have you ever seen Below Deck? Is that a reality show? Yeah, it's like on TLC or... I know of it. I've never seen it. One of the Bravo, it. maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's it's pretty, pretty much most one of the most amazing. So I used to be obsessed with, like, uh, real world, road oh. rules, all that kind of stuff back in the day. Me too. What's your favorite real world city? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I could just pick just one. You know, like they've all been so killer. Yeah. And they like the last, you know, they kind of tried to remake them. Mm-hmm. Like when they try to get that second wind of of uh, real world going and it yeah. just didn't work. No. In no. my opinion. I agree. I tapped out after I want to say Austin was kind of the last yeah, one I was Austin really was into. Killer. Austin yeah. was so good. I was actually I went down this rabbit hole the other day of like, whatever happened to Danny and Melinda? Are they still together? <laughs> um, Are they? They're not. Oh, no. Mm-mm. But like Wes and Nehemiah were on that season. Like that was a yeah. really good season. Philadelphia is probably my favorite season. Yeah. But like when good. we when we visit cities, <laughs> uh, if there's a real world house that's been there, I will go like <laughs> go try to find it. it. Yeah. There's like a website <laughs> called realworldhouses.com where they like chronicle like the conversion. I'm sorry. I totally cut you off about that. You were saying that you you like real world road rules and then transitioning into below deck. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. But below deck, check it out. That's all I got to say. It's drama like on a ship, right? Yeah, but it's 
unbelievable. Okay. Is it like a... Are we talking a ship like Deadliest Catch or like a cruise ship? Oh, like a huge like yacht, you know? Okay. Okay. So like you have the guests, the paying guest, mm-hmm. and then like the people that work the crew. And then there's so much drama that goes on amongst the crew. But then when they're in front of the guests, they're just like, you know, like put sure. on that like amazing face. But sometimes people can't do that. Mm-hmm. And like the captain has to get on their ass for it, you know, <laughs> and like it's so much fun. I, I, I promise you that I will. I will. Is there check it out multiple seasons? I'm assuming at this point. Yeah, I think I think it's on Bravo. Okay. I want to say. All right. I mean, we have every goddamn streaming service. I feel like at this point. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, then though, I couldn't watch things live. So now we also have a stupid like Hulu Plus Live. I'm like, we're paying like five hundred dollars a month probably in streaming <laughs> services. It's just in chunks of like fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. God. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No shit. I'm such a sucker for that. My my second question for you is, um, I would like for you to describe your very first crush. You don't have uh, to say their name if you don't want to. No, it's fine. It's a girl named Sarah Barron. Her very first crush. So I was a freshman in high school. She was a senior. Oh, yeah. And uh, we happened to be in shop class together. That's pretty and badass. Like it, yeah, it's like she had to take it because, like, like in my school, you had to take shop class at one point, you know, okay. in your four year, four years there. So she obviously waited till the end, and then like she was in there, and and she was like super tall, and just I just remember just gorgeous, and like, uh, you know, I don't know how it worked out, but somehow like we ended up being to, like partnering together on a project. Okay, and I was just like, you know tripping over my words like just like that awkward i don't know how old you are in ninth grade but like that <laughs> awkward you know age and like she like took me under her wing oh that's nice yeah so like she was super cool so we had a closed campus <clears throat> you know like during during lunch and whatnot mm-hmm. but somehow she would always pick me up and like take me off campus for lunch wow yeah, and then she was like working. She had a bunch of like free electives or whatever, so she was working in the office a bunch of times, like throughout the day. Yeah, and then she would just come and pull me out of class. She sounds like a catch. Oh my god, it was! And then she invited me to her high school graduation party, and I was just like, "This is the day I'm gonna kiss her," you know. But like nothing ever happened. But like I was just like, oh, I was it was, I was knee deep in it for sure. Yeah. If this is the Ricky Lake show, the doorbell would ring right now and she would be here, but she's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love to talk to her, actually. I was going to ask you, do you know what like what happened to her? No, I, I've looked her up on social media, but I can't find her. Yeah. Those people are so annoying. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, I want to know what's going on in your life without talking to you. Can you not, yeah. for the decency of all of us, create a profile? Yeah. Or just put, I, I'm sure she switched last names. You sure. Know? Like, yeah. Just put your, put your last name. name in the thing there, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you always need to keep your maiden name in there in parentheses. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, well, she sounds like a catch. <laughs> oh, she was amazing. Such a cool chick. Uh, your third question for me in this round. All right, third question for you would be, what is your favorite artist, band, uh, singer, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Who's your go-to? Oh, 
So you're driving in the car for the next two hours (laughs) and you have complete control over the radio. Mm -hmm. Who do you put on? Is it podcast? Is it music? Is it, you know, what, what, what what is it? If I'm, if I'm uh, in the car by myself, it's, well, it's usually music, quite honestly, because I listen to podcasts differently. It's usually music. Um, I really, <laughs> we, I listen to all kinds of crazy shit, but um, I do listen to a lot of boy band music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I would say, um, out of those, I would say I my favorite boy band, well, no, if I, okay. The boy band that I listen to the most is NSYNC, for sure. Okay. So it would, be, yeah. it would probably be NSYNC. Um, a close second would be like a country singer, like uh, like Russell Dickerson, probably. <laughs> I don't know if you know who that is. No, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, right now, anyway. That's the answer today. I mean, it might is country Is country like at the top of your list? I do like Usually. country a lot because I grew up listening. Like I grew up in a r- very rural area, and so like I grew up listening to like my parents would listen to things like Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn and stuff like mm. that. Um, I also do because I have a lot of people who I went to high school with who still live in the area I grew up with, and they're like, "That ain't like what I listen to. Like that ain't country, you know." And I'm like, "Okay, but like it's evolved. It's fine, right? Like they love like you know they love." they still love the same shit. And it's like, yeah, I can still listen to like Johnny cash, but I can also listen to fucking Thomas Rhett and like both of them, you know? Um, my third question for you is if you could steal one thing without consequence, what would you steal? God, you have such good questions. (laughs) Thank you. I've been doing this for a little bit, so (laughs) it's on my first rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yo, uh, I would have to say probably, Probably, I don't even know, man. Like, uh, let me think here. Just give me one second. Something I could steal without having any consequences. Yep. It would definitely probably be, can it be like, like stealing a night with somebody? Sure. Okay, I would steal a night with the queen. Queen the band? Queen Elizabeth. Oh, <laughs> that was gonna. That was my point of clarity. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Just because <laughs> the reason being is I would definitely try to hit on her. And imagine those stories you could tell your friends afterward. Yeah, I was yeah. chilling with Queen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we played some pool. <laughs> we had a couple drinks. You know, I slapped her in the butt. Like... <laughs> You know, I don't know. I think I think I, that was just off the top of my head, but I would say Queen Elizabeth would be pretty tight. Right. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Your fourth question for me. All right. So fourth question for you kind of falls along the same lines. There is, uh, you know, if money was no object mm-hmm. and you could travel anywhere in the world for a week with your wife. Oh man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where would it be? And uh, what would you do? 
I, we would go to Australia because it is a place that we would like to go, but have never been able to go to, um, both for a budget and time perspective. Uh, you know, we would see the real world Sydney house. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would like do some shit with kangaroos. I don't know what you do with them, but I'd have to do it like under supervision of somebody. Cause I feel that they're mean. Um, we would definitely like travel like the whole country and kind of see the whole, um, like the whole, the whole thing and do all the shit. Um, I wouldn't do the opera house except for from the outside though. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's probably like good enough and I don't want to see an opera. So have you, let me, let me cut in here. Have you yeah. seen that, uh, show? I think it's on Amazon prime burnt or burn or something like that. Mm-mm. It's a documentary on the, the fires they had in Australia. No, check it out. It's going to be mind blowing. Okay. So fast forward through all the political stuff. Sure. And just get to like the, like the news clips kind of things that they kind of show and they, they talk about and like the science behind it. Yeah. Insane. It's called burn, uh, burn or burnt or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Okay, but it's on it's on the Australian grass fires. Okay, uh, I think that's you know the proper term. But check it out; it's insane. Like you see kangaroos. Like I mean, it might be a little bit dark, but you see kangaroos completely on fire. Like oh. trying to like yeah, it's super sad, but it it's it, it's crazy. Yeah, like but they had the last couple summers out there. So I might curve your uh, when you go to Australia, I guess is the point. It, it probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest but check concern it out. Is it's, the, it's actually pretty cool. It's a pretty cool documentary. Yeah. My other big concern is the long flight. I don't know that I yeah. can handle that if I'm being honest. Like I can What's barely, your longest flight? Just West Coast. It's been like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe four and a half. And I'm already like losing my fucking mind by then. <laughs> yeah. You got to take drugs. Yeah. There, <laughs> yeah. But for Australia, I'd have to take multiple cycles of drugs. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a long flight too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I could do it, but that's where I yeah. want to go. Well, maybe yeah. until, I, maybe until I see this movie. Uh, my, <laughs> my fourth question for you is what is your ultimate comfort food? Ultimate comfort food would definitely have to be. Can I have two answers here? Mm-hmm. Okay, I would say anything Mexican. I love okay. Mexican food. All right. And number two would be a good solid pepperoni pizza. Do you have a specific one in mind, or just like- yeah? I got some some pizza joints from like back in Michigan. Yeah. That I really like, like their sauce and whatnot, but mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, just a good thin crust, cheesy pepperoni, good sauce kind of pizza. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then anything Mexican. Like I love fajitas, burritos, you know, enchiladas. Yeah. Mole sauce, all that stuff. I love anything Mexican food. Yeah. They're, those are both good choices. That's solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Your fifth and final question for me. All right. Fifth and final question for you would be if you could go storm chasing, who would you go storm chasing with? I'm going with you next summer. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be our 15th wedding anniversary trip. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Screw Australia. (laughs) The 15th wedding anniversary and 15 years in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Do you say Illinois or do you say Illinois? 
No, I say Illinois. My mom says Illinois. Yeah. We just decided to do everything life changing in 2007. <laughs> we were like, it's let's just get it over though. with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My last question for you in this round is in your opinion, what's the greatest invention of this age? Like age, like what do you mean? Like in the last hundred years? Let's say last hundred years. All right. So one last question before I answer your question. Yeah. What's your point of view of men wearing Uggs? I'm down for it. Yeah. I have two pair. <laughs> that's great. I have two pair as well. They're great. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. All my friends are like, what are those Chelsea's shoes? And I'm like, no, no, they're my shoes. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? If you put them on for 30 seconds, you would understand. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. It's amazing. Plus Tom Brady wears them. Does he? Yeah. He's like, he was did like a campaign for them. So oh, I don't know if he okay. actually wears them or he pretends to, but. So just from that little side thing there, I came up with the uh, greatest invention of the last hundred years, let's say. I would have to say the vehicle, the automobile. Oh. Wait, is that really like, only been a hundred years? I think so. I won't fact check it. <laughs> I think it was like 1913 maybe or something like that when it first came out, like the Model T. Yeah. Something maybe right around that age, but okay, pretty close. Close enough. No, that's a great answer. Like I'm not a walker, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm not a big fan of like walking long distances. So yeah. Yeah. The vehicle for me and plus for my job, it's like the vehicle just kind of goes hand in hand. So, well, the car is the new home too, quite honestly, like exactly. everything happens in the car. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a great answer. That's honestly better than the answer I had in my head, which was stupid. Which was it? <laughs> it was the smartphone. Cause oh, it's also, yeah. it's a double edged sword. I love smartphones and hate them at the same time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I get it. Cool. Well, that's it for the round two. We're the very, uh, almost at the very end. The next round is the fast friends fortune teller. And so what I'll do is I'll ask you a series of questions and reveal an activity that we'll play. Uh, the first question is we are on a road trip to go, to take it back to your question earlier. I ask you to start a boy band playlist. <laughs> do you pick, the first song from Backstreet Boys, One Direction, In Sync, or 98 Degrees? 98 Degrees. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you are our very first 98 Degrees selection, and 98 <laughs> nice. Degrees is my favorite boy band. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's why I didn't go into it earlier, but I'm like, no, I listen to In Sync more, but like, I love 98 Degrees more. I'm from yeah. the Cincinnati area, so it's I'm partial. There you that go. is a great fucking answer <laughs> um do you have a do you have a specific 98 degree song you would play i'm just curious not off the top of my head okay yeah but i think if i saw like a couple of their albums i could pick one yeah i would probably pick give me just one night una noche um a good one it's a great one um so the next question is we stop at an exit to get food and go through the drive through do you pick burger king mcdonald's wendy's or arby's uh, well, <laughs> uh, if I had to pick like right now, yeah, it'd be a, a chicken sandwich from Burger King. The original chicken sandwich or the new? Yeah. Okay. Original. Yeah. I love that. It's on the two for six menu. I don't mean to rub it in. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from this game called never have I ever, I will ask you a few questions. If you have done what I've, the statement that I've made, if you've done it in the past, um, you would say, yes, I have done that and then take a drink, but okay. I'm drinking Diet Mountain Dew. So let's get fucked up. <laughs> 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 the first one is, uh, never have I ever tried to light a fart. Yes. Whoa. 
Yes. I almost uh, cut my second, taint. second second one I tried, but the first one was not, but the second one was. And I was just trying to impress a girl. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But it really didn't. I mean, they're not into that kind of a thing, as we all know now. Um, never have I ever done something illegal with a family member. Okay, and by illegal, we mean, like, not, like, speeding. With a family member? Yeah. No drink. I'm drinking. I'm trying, maybe with my dad, maybe, but, like, I don't think so. I was with my cousins once. Uh, we did, we do, like, a cousin's weekend trip, and there was a scavenger hunt, and some, so I didn't do it, but, um... One of my cousins that was on my team actually shoplifted something from a mm. Meyer. Holy shit. I just had that meal, that like realization. I was not proud of it, but I was there. So I would have been an accomplice if we were busted. That's true. Never have I ever gone to a psychic. I absolutely have done that too. I have not. Ugh. This lady in New Orleans was like batshit crazy. Oh, you know what? Actually, I have in New Orleans. I went to one. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I, it was like a couple of years ago, actually, too. Now that I remember it. Yeah. I had some drinks involved, but like, yeah. Yeah. Drink up, though. Uh, we have two more. Never have I ever ridden in a closed trunk of a car. I have not done that. No. <laughs> uh, and the last one is never have I ever been straight. Oh, been straight up attracted to a cartoon character. <laughs> You're drinking? I'm drinking to that. Who is it? Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. I also had a thing for Judy Jetson, the daughter, not the mom. Yeah. And Jessica Rabbit. Oh, Jessica Rabbit. Did you ever see where Jessica Biel dressed up as Jessica Rabbit on Saturday Night Live? No. All right. I'll have to send you that clip, too. (laughs) It's pretty hot. (laughs) Um, Well, this is the moment, Chris, that we've been building to for, as I've talked you off way too damn much. Uh, This is the friend request. So Chris Jiddick Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request. Based on our time that we spent together, would you accept the friend request or delete the friend request? Except hell yes, we're gonna find Sarah by the way on Facebook. I'm committed now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> help me. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Uh, Chelsea, turn the other way. Um, <laughs> no, thank you so much, and thanks for uh coming on and being my friend. Uh, if you're listening at home and you want to tell us what you think Chris and I should do besides chase storms, obviously, because we're going to do that when we hang out for the first time. Uh, you can tweet us, you can hit us up on Instagram, or you can even text the podcast at 872-267-2735. Um, Chris, do you want to plug your social channels, like your website, any of the other stuff that people can check out? Yeah, for sure. So you can head to uh, our website, which is called tornadohunter.com or .ca, I guess, depending on where you're located. Um, and then as far as like my, uh, Facebook, for example, it would be Chris dot As far as Twitter goes, it's Chittick Chris, C H I T T I C K C H R I S. And on Instagram, exactly the same as Twitter Chittick Chris. Awesome. And we will put those in the show notes so that you can link easily to them. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure to hang out with you and get to know you. And uh, I'm so excited for storm chasing, country thunder, like all the things that we're <laughs> I'm going to smuggle up some Arby's. Like, it's going to be honestly Culver's, it's be great. Culver's. Bring I'll me bring Culver's. You. All right. Yeah. You have to text me your order, though, because uh, I get overwhelmed by the menu there. I, I always go with the same thing, <laughs> but I want to know what to bring you. So, <laughs> awesome. well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. So, I had a great time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. Have a good night. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. 
can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.